Fix Insider June 20th. Newf. These companies took what was an extraordinarily successful economic model and they destroyed it in favor of a model that may or may not work, but almost certainly won't work as well as the old model. TV insiders tell Vulture their misgivings over the switch to streaming. It's long but worth reading to see how the success of Netflix led everyone to copy their approach. One guy trusted to sort the future is Disney CEO Bob Iger. Have rode back into town, he is seen at the King of Hollywood in this FT video. Having roots in the old model, he seems most likely to reinvent the Hollywood model as his rivals at Netflix look to replace it. Independent research reports suggest the crackdown on streaming on Netflix is paying off. And Tennessee the highest four days sign up in the US since they'd started e-tracking. And data from Canada is equally positive. It's not clear how many signups choose the ad package but it's inevitable that their advertising audience is growing. One master stroke for Netflix has been their ability to turn foreign language content from an exotic niche to mainstream hits. Nowhere has that been as true as Korea where their TV content is starting to have the same global impact at K-pop. For the Champions League final last week BT Sports again made the game available via YouTube and Barb shared data of what that achieved on a TV set. Viewing either BT Sport or YouTube on a mobile or a PC isn't captured by Barb. The total audience was 5.1 meters people, with 28% watching through YouTube on their TV set. YouTube skewed younger and more upscale. The head of Barb shared this data and commented on their approach to YouTube where viewing the Barb definition of fit for TV content gives them a different set of data to that reported by YouTube who measure all their viewing. Genuine question, does Mr. Beast's hugely successful videos pass the Barb fit for TV definition? I keep coming back to the ambitions of sports rights holders to go D2C. Many believe they are being underpaid by broadcasters and are looking for tech that would enable them to get their rightful revenue, avoid and sharing it with other less desirable clubs. Someone has spotted that the All Blacks seem to be preparing for a DTC future, potentially unseating Sky, who have long handled broadcast of NZ Rugby. On the tech front Netflix are testing their ability to handle live sports with a celebrity golf tournament later this year, likely to heavily feature talent from Netflix shows like Drive to Survive. Weak TV upfront market has advertisers pushing for pricing rollbacks, Wall Street Journal. Good podcast interview with an LG exec who talks of how controlling the glass gives opportunities for advertising and measurement. Which is true, Samsung demonstrate this well and we see Roku and Amazon hardware as confirmation. But no one is going to own the TV operating system in the way we see mobile or PCs dominated by a handful of players. Amazon. The success of the Amazon ad business leads to people looking for more canvas for ads, where else could we put them? Their reinvention of IMDb as freebie gives them a place in fast but now they are now thought to considering an ad-supported version of Prime Video. Having started as an incentive to sign up for Prime, it has been possible to just buy Prime Video for a while, but quite how an ad-supported service would work remains to be seen. Ad demand is one thing but maybe Amazon can create a premium layer where people pay more to have an ad-free service. But anything that could impact Prime membership will be carefully scrutinized. For all the success of Amazon ads they come under some criticism for raising ad fees and those for delivery and storage. Their decision to exclude Temu from price comparisons has raised eyebrows too. With so much Chinese inventory there is clearly a crossover between Amazon and Temu but the standards around fraud and counterfeiting are quite different. Merchant Media Much of the conversation around merchant media is focused on digital, and give the rate of change that makes sense but in-store media opportunities are rightly getting attention given the disproportionate amount of grocery sales that happen in traditional stores. A lot of the headlines go to freezer door screens, like the ones Kroger are putting into 500 stores but Walmart are also innovating across in-store demos and radio as well. 
some interesting new developments in shopping carts but when will some take this beyond the gimmick stage and make it a customer-friendly experience? The holy grail remains connecting TV, where CPG firms still invest most of their money, with sales. A new report from Walmart celebrates their Connect Parton Lab detailing success stories with Roku, TikTok and TalkShop Live, and announcing a new partnership with NBC. The infrastructure is being built around Merchant with Snowflake building a marketplace for retail media data but one has to question the quality of data given it's derived from an offers-based fintech. More negative news from Fast Last Mile, Flink, the German startup rumored to be a getter acquisition target, is to exit France, closing 19 dark stores and firing hundreds of staff. Their CEO was adamant that a partnership, and investment, with French grocery giant Carrefour would enable their success. But non- I believe the legacy supermarkets see partnerships around fast last mile as a cheap way of learning the space and few will hesitate to axe partners and take the business in-house, if it ever looks like making money. More from the FT, food delivery apps are getting lost in transit. TikTok are still bullish on e-commerce and Bloomberg says they are targeting $20 billion in the US. There are green shoots, Amazon is persevering, Uniqlo is experimenting and new startups keep emerging, Frau is focused on vinyl and mixing commerce and community. The news that Nike is balancing its DTC business with a more nuanced wholesale strategy makes sense, but many flat earthers have seized on it as proof DTC doesn't work. Smart merchants optimize every channel. Creativity. Clearly a hot topic when McKinsey write a report on it but given it's a good interview with Apple Don Johnny Ives it is well worth reading. The creative process is fabulously unpredictable. A great idea cannot be predicted https colon slash slash adage.com slash article slash agency news slash ad agencies and clients clash tension over transparency fees services slash 2499371 question mark mod equals Jim CMO today and up underscore source equals pocket underscore saves. Not quite as faded Nils Leonard also knows a bit about creativity and laments advertising is dead. The word creativity has become weak. Like the word kindness. Or hope. A word unattached to money a word clients roll their eyes at. An indulgence. And someone else we admire has made a significant move around creativity, just a week after buying Jellyfish, the Brandtech group have bought Pencil. I wrote about this AI-driven creative platform when it launched a couple of years ago. Very interesting company and a great fit for Brandtech. Google try and capture the issues around the future of creativity with a new resource, the open creative project built around lots of interviews with marketing luminaries. AI. Still tough to decide how to approach AI. Worry about possible disasters? Keep it in perspective and remember Y2K? Seize the advantages offered by these new tools? Yes, yes and yes. And remember everyone is homing through the same thing. Google just forbid their people emerging confidential information on any chat bots, including their own BART. Big companies are getting their heads around AI. Salesforce has new tools designed to avoid the problems Google are concerned about. McKinsey have written a paper on the next productivity frontier, Amazon are documenting the ideas of their people and Accenture talk of making a $3 billion on AI, whilst Meta plans to put AI everywhere on its platforms. Runways Gen 2 shows the limitations of today's text-to-video tech, TechCrunch. AdTech. As the AdTech industry heads for Cannes for the annual Rose and Rendezvous Festival the big topic has to be Google. Have the EU regulators struck a death blow to Google with their latest charge? EU antitrust chief Marguerite Vestage said. For instance, Google could divest its sell-side tools, DFP and ADX. By doing so, we would put an end to the conflicts of interest. Long anticipated and much discussed, we will see how Google react. 
most think Google could float much of their ad tech in a new company and protect their search and YouTube business. But how would that disconnect damage the constituent parts? More restrictions on ads from the Apple Privacy Program, iOS 17 automatically removes tracking parameters from links you click on. But despite all the problems ad tech M&A looks healthy with Matt Hive raising $300 million, the firm licenses its ad tech software to broadcasters so that they can sell their own CTV ads. Plus plus. Vodafone and, 3, CK Hutchison agree UK mobile merger, most mature markets have three MNOs, which this merger would deliver but UK regulators have pushed back before. The VCs are coming, US VC firm. A16Z is to open a UK office. Gamecraft good podcast on the history of the video games business. Who might win the fight for the Telegraph? If you ignore the dodgy politics it's now a well-run media business built around a strong subscriber base. HTTPS colon slash slash www.ted.com slash talk slash Ian underscore Bremer underscore the underscore next underscore global underscore superpower underscore is an underscore T underscore who underscore you underscore think slash C. Utm underscore source equals pocket underscore saves. It's not banned yet but US government is cutting TikTok spending. But as the latest good TikTok creative shows P and G are not, we look at the fairy ad.